welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Welcome to Turn the Page. This is Jessica from Syosset Public Library's podcast, and I'm really excited today to uh, have this guest. Hey, I'm Priya Guns. Um, so Your Driver is Waiting is my debut novel. I was born in a place um, called Jaffna, which is in northern Sri Lanka. And because of the war, my family and I, we moved to Toronto. So I was raised there. I studied geography and education. I didn't do anything in creative writing, really, um, until much later, actually. And um, yeah, I've traveled around the world in the Middle East, predominantly teaching. But I mean, in between recess, in between breaks, I was always writing because I knew that was something that I've always wanted to do. Um, my book is about a rideshare driver. Um, her name is Domini. She's living in a city that she might describe as a hellhole. Everyone's out on the street and they're protesting. She recently lost her father um, and she's had to take care of her mom who is dealing with the pain and the depression of having lost her husband, um, and she can no longer move. She can't function like she used to. So Domini has a lot on her plate, financially speaking as well. The whole city is, like I said, they're out and they're protesting everything. And Domini can't even afford to get involved. She works for a rideshare company. They're completely exploiting her. She thinks, holy shit, what do I do? Um, just when she almost reaches rock bottom, she meets Jolene who is uh, a wealthy woman. <laughs> she is white. Um, and Jolene and her friends realize that's not necessarily an issue. But um, yeah, a lot happens. A lot, a lot does, happens. A lot does happen. <laughs> I think a lot happens is um, a really, that's so funny. That should be the blurb. <laughs> a lot <laughs> happens. I'm waiting. A lot happens. But, Somebody uh, asked me on Twitter, Twitter, they're like, can you describe your book? And I'm like, it's about a rideshare driver. And um, yeah, it deals with a lot. Like there's a lot going on in this book. I don't know how to just give you a quick elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that that's pretty much my feeling about it. And, you know, so first of all, I have to really commend you on how well you um, built up the pressure of everything that was going on for Damani. You have her family, which, you know, she's taking care of her mother, who's so depressed. And mm. it's, it's so difficult, you know, especially like if you are propping up a parent, and you're an adult, I mean, when you're a child, it's difficult too. But, you know, you're propping up a parent and like, you're also trying to sort of get your life going. Um, there's that. There's the fact that the rideshare company is awful. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, this is this is how she makes her money. And this is how she's able to pay the rent, which again, like you're, you're building up the pressure. You know that things are not easy for them, that rent is due, food is needed. And her mom is just so, so engrossed in her grief. And Damani doesn't have the time to grieve. And exactly. that is just something I think that's really sort of important and a well-placed point within this whole story. And then you have all of these protests. Um, 
that are just building everywhere, which is very reminiscent of, um, I don't even want to say the last like six years, the last like 10 years, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, everything from like the Occupy movement up, you know, um, and a lot of times it doesn't actually seem like the people who really should be protesting are even able to do that because they're, they're trying to survive. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So one thing I do want to ask, and I know it's Mm -hmm. mentioned in the beginning of the book, and it was one of the things that really like struck me when I was like, must read this book, must find out more about it, is this is inspired by the movie Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me where this all started. How did we go from um, Taxi Driver to Your Driver is Waiting? Mm. I must say they're very different. I mean, First of all, the protagonists, Travis Bickle and Domini, are completely two different characters. Yes, a hundred, a hundred percent. They are, they, they are very, very different. They could not be the same. And I mean, I thought a lot about this. So where did it go from Taxi Driver? I've always been, I don't know, I guess I like to say I have a thing for the anti-hero. And I feel like there's a moment where there is a connection I would feel because the general depictions that we see, we see these characters who are quite alienated from society. And I think that that's something a lot of us feel today within the capitalist system. We're made to feel like outsiders, even if we do have a community sometimes. Um, but Travis Bickle's story, of course, I don't know if you've seen the film, but um, you have. It's um, he, he wants to make a difference. He wants to change and clean up the city and the way he does so involves him committing a crime where he's then deemed a hero. And so I started thinking, okay, so if I'm gonna create this protagonist, and of course she's gonna wanna change something, who doesn't wanna change something today? What would she do? And then who would deem her a hero? But of course, knowing very well, she would also be labeled a terrorist. And how could that actually look? And what would that, um, how could I portray that through fiction? And I think, Though Domini and Travis both feel alienated, they both feel lonely. That loneliness, for example, is very different where Domini has a group of friends. She has a community, you know, but she's also a gig worker. So she's atomized. She doesn't have a workplace. It's just her and her phone, essentially. And, you know, motivating herself to get up and go to work. Um, having a disconnect between, for example, her and the employer. If there's an issue, she can't really say, oh, yeah, you know, hey, Bob people aren't tipping me enough or, Hey, I didn't receive my pay. You know, there's no one to really speak to. Um, And also the setting and the time of when Travis, I mean, when, so taxi driver was set or it was out in 1976. Yeah. 1976 is kind of, I would I wouldn't say the way when I was writing it, I was thinking about, okay, what would it be like in the year 2025? But it's definitely right now in the sense that we're in late capitalism. So how does alienation and loneliness look like right now? Um, So, yeah, that was kind of where I started, knowing very well that they would be two very different people. But thinking about their rage, unpacking Travis's, the means and methods towards his actions, um, that was also really important. It helped me figure out the psychology of Domini, why she would feel the way that she does um, and what that the heaviness that she feels and carries what that would look like on the page. 
you know, it was, again, like I said, I, I went into it sort of seeing the, you know, the, the um, connections, you know, put up, um, you know, that um, it was inspired by Taxi Driver, but, you know, um, uh, a queer woman of color was the protagonist and I was like, very cool. And I just kept getting more and more um, in a way that, you know, I don't want to tell people like, oh, it's a retelling of Taxi, because mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-mm. There are notes that people might recognize, but it is a hundred percent its own story. And mm. um, Domini is a really, if you, you know, it's so funny. I hesitate like, okay. So she does make some poor choices at points. And she I makes loads of poor choices. I don't want to get into other poor choices because you need to read the book. But I <laughs> like I connected with her more than I connected with Travis when, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, as a, as a former film major, of course, I watched Taxi mm-hmm. Driver. It's mm-hmm. what you had to do. But, it's a great um, film. It is. It's a great it film. Is. It absolutely is. Um, iconic, one might say. Mm. But there is so much to connect with in Damani's story and um man so she has this meet cute quote-unquote with Jolene um (laughs) and that is a real that was kind of like a really interesting thing because it it was like you you knew that there was not that there was going to be conflict in the future Mm. but just like the like watching the relationship and Again, I don't want to give anything away, but sort of using the um, metaphor of a car, it was like watching a car crash in slow motion (laughs) because you're watching it and you're just like your heart is racing and you're like, oh, this isn't really, this is going to turn out okay, right? Someone's going to swerve at the last minute, but you, but you know, the more the story goes on and the more you read both of them, you sort of realize that yes, there's a connection, but there is a massive disconnect. And I think mm-hmm. um, you also made a very good point about the fact that Damani's not able to connect with her employer because everything is automated. Everything, yeah. like even, you know, the amount of time she's supposed to drive, which she loses money. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't do this between this time and this time. Um, yeah. So I thought, again, like it was just so masterfully done. Thank you. And all of that is very true for drivers today. Like that's all based on reality. Um, yeah. And I think also with given the situation that Domini was in with, you know, having lost her father and working so hard caring for her mom, meeting Jolene was like, oh my God, this can change everything. So I, it's interesting. I love going on my Goodreads and I love reading what people had to say. And some people are like, oh, I just think that maybe she fell in love too fast. I don't understand. Um, and for me, I'm just like, ah, oh, like I've, I've fallen in love so quick and I've felt so obsessed over someone. 100%. And, right. And yeah. thinking about Domini, when you're in a, at a point where it's just like you have no other options you kind of cling on to someone. So it's an unhealthy obsession, definitely, that they both, they both kind of find each other and they both give each other something that's almost like a drug. Like, it's like, you have something I need, you have something I want. Which is extremely, um, I mean, I feel like that's extremely relatable. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people have been 
in these whirlwind relationships like that. And, you know, years later, you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was a time, uh, you know, um, but. Everybody needs couples therapy. A (laughs) hundred percent. But I totally really liked watching their relationship sort of grow and, you know, just the little nuances in the places where their friend groups were different and Mm -hmm. the little nuances and how they reacted to each other versus how the world around them reacted to them. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really it was really good. And Mm -hmm. again, like it just kept swerving in directions that I just did not see coming. And I just, it's like, you have like, you're, you're on a ride with, um, with Tawani and you're just like in the backseat and you're just like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. What's going Um, on? (laughs) One thing I also thought was really interesting was, you know, she had her, um, favorite riders who she was so sweet with and had like a connection with and Mm -hmm. you know it was nice to see how nuanced she was Mm. um, and how much she cared about certain people um, that she saw Mm -hmm. every day and would drive I think that was also like her her constant it was a consistency that was really important to her and um, the, the character I know you're referring to Mrs. P for instance gave her attention and saw her as a human being. Whereas most of the people who got into Domini's car, they were just like, you are my driver and that's it. But, you know, Mrs. P was more like, hey, did you eat? Like, did you have yeah. your breakfast? Yeah. Um, she saw her as a person. And I love that Domini saw Mrs. P as a person too, mm. because, you know, like here's this woman who's going to play bingo and <laughs> talk about who she thinks is cute, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, she's just not this, like, you know, like older woman who's like going to play bingo. Like, you know, she's a person too. She wants yeah. to have a life too. She wants to enjoy what she has. And a lot of people just sort of are like, oh, that's sad person going to play bingo. Mm. What else do they have in their life? And I loved that the two of them really did respect each other and sort of want the best for each other, even in the small um, time that they had together every day. Mm. I loved um, learning about their relationship as time progressed. I thought a lot about my grandma um, Mm. and just the elders I have in my own life and in my world. Yeah, I think as people, as we get, as we age, we have a lot of experience and a wealth of knowledge and wisdom to share. Um, And when you're older, like as, I mean, for me personally, as I get older, I just don't give a fuck. Like, (laughs) it's like, okay. Yeah, that's, uh, no, totally. I think. You just want to live your life and be free and be happy. And I think Mrs. P, she just Mm -hmm. wanted to live every day. And I, even if it was going back home and watching soap operas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, definitely. Well, I really, again, um, there's just so much in this book. A lot happens, as we mm-hmm. as we say. Um, and I think people are really going to like it. I think um, there's, you know, there's a lot to talk about. It's very cinematic, mm-hmm. which I thought was um, fun. I mean, again, as a film person, I could totally see this as either a movie or a um, limited series because it's just, there's a lot of action and a lot of interaction that 
you really like you can take the time to see and it's very easy to picture in your mind what's happening. I'm glad. No, in my mind, it was all it was a film. Yeah, like I was just writing what I saw and then connecting to characters. So I have some acting training and I did a lot of without realizing it. I only found out later that method writing is actually a thing. But for me, um, being trained in method acting, like I dressed like Domini, I was speaking like Carl's writing emails, like Carl's loving like her. Oh, my um, God. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like after I finished writing, I, I've had an undercut before, but I didn't have one all around my head. After I finished writing, that's what I did. And it, when I looked in the mirror and having like feeling the clippers to my head, I was like, oh my God, I feel like myself. And it was like, that's when we parted ways. That's um, crazy. After you read the book, <laughs> you'll understand how funny that yeah. is. But um, yeah, so it was very much, I would wake up, I would do push-ups because I really wanted to feel her right before writing. Um, and it would be this film going on in my mind and I'm speaking out loud almost. I'm looking in the mirror like Travis Bickle does. Like, I'm talking, talking to myself, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I played, I mean, yeah, I played Domini as I would with a character or an acting training or whatnot. Like I was her. That's what, how it worked for me. So it's great to see, I mean, it, to hear that it was like a film for you. Oh, it came out perfectly in, <laughs> in book form. I mean, absolutely flawlessly. And um, wow. Yeah. Method acting is intense. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> method yeah. writing. Wow. I think, it, I think his name is Jack Grapes. He writes a lot about method writing. He has like four books out about it specifically. But again, I only found out that it was an actual thing afterwards. Um, but the emails I was sending my editors, for example, it's like, oh, Jolene, <laughs> turn right, it down, Bria. First call you on it, where they just like, hey, Bria. Afterwards, my editor, Bobby, most and Owen, um, they had said it was really it was an interesting ride to like to just experience you while you were uh, writing the novel. Uh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Are you going to do an, um, another uh, method writing uh, project anytime soon? I feel like that. I'm I, like, I mean. I'm getting to know myself more as a writer. We're, I think we're always going to understand our connection to our craft. And I think so far, this is what works for me. And this is what I find the most fun, especially again, also being an actor and loving acting. Um, this is how I can connect. Like it, I work at cafe sometimes and I just think about the people watching me because my face is like contorting and I am a person, like I'm somebody else for each character. Um, yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. Your driver is waiting, is um, coming out the end of February. Mm -hmm. um, put it on your TBR list. Stop by a bookstore. Stop by your library. Make sure you reserve it. Um, it is a ride, and mm -hmm. you are going to want to take it. Actually, is there an audiobook version coming out? There is an audiobook, and I narrate it, and I put on <laughs> different voices. Amazing. <laughs> oh my God. I, full disclosure, I am not a huge audiobook person, but I will listen to that because that is amazing. <laughs> Check out the audiobook too, which yes, is. Yes, please. Let me know how I did my first narration. <laughs> Narrated by Priya Gov. <laughs>
funny. <laughs> okay, so thanks so much. Once again, this was Jessica with Syosset Libraries, Turn the Page podcast, and we are going to close this chapter. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode. Thank you.